Welcome to Take Note, our podcast about carrying around a notebook, which is hopefully impetus for you to pay attention to what's going on around you, overhear some conversations, take part in some conversations, like I'm taking part in this conversation with Adam. Hello, Adam. Hello, Ted. I am also taking part in this conversation. Well, then we've accomplished something (laughs) through this effort, (laughs) haven't we? Yes. Um... Well, every uh, every episode we ask each other, what do you got? Means what have you written down in your notebook of late? What do you got, Adam? I got a real short one, but I, I woke up and I scribbled this into my field notes signs of spring. Dreamt about an awful little man who kept a Dagwood sandwich in his hair underneath his hat. And, and then, then I drew it. And then uh-huh. I wrote, later, I wrote, now thinking about a story where everyone wears a sandwich in their hair and goes to a deli once a week to get it replaced. What do you got, Ted? Dagwood is such a... I feel like it meant something for a really long time to a lot of people. Big sandwich. Tall sandwich. Sandwiches. I mean, isn't he was obsessed with sandwiches, which is funny. Is that uh, Dagwood the comic character? Or is that... Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and then he was and right, but he wasn't named after the sandwich. The sandwich was named after him, huh? I think so because he was obsessed. He was okay. fixated. Uh, I, I don't remember if he kept one in his hat. But. No, 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 no. This is like, in my mind, this is like some strange world where, like the, 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 the not in my, in my subconscious, where the sandwich is like wrapped up in the hair somehow. <laughs> anyway, well, I will um. The picture that I did, it's not a great picture, but it's, it is a great picture at the same time, and <laughs> we will include it somewhere. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, thank God. Uh, okay, this is a quote. Hold off. Unhand me, gray beard loon. Now, quick quiz. Is it a quote from The Rime of the Ancient Mariner by Samuel Coleridge? Or from my children when I try to show them how to cut asparagus with a knife and a fork. Which, who, where is that quote pulled from? You've got to get those kids some scallions, I think. I think it's from you. <laughs> Scall- I, li- I like that you're good. Scallions is the new Easter egg uh, for the podcast. Like, oh, they got through a whole episode and he didn't mention scallions. Oh, there, there it is. <laughs> Check it off the list. Well, we, we went and did it, Adam. We, oh, uh, no, what we did launched, we do? We launched a Patreon. We did launch a Patreon. You sent me a text message. You said, you said I think I'm going to launch a Patreon for the show. I was at lunch. Then you sent me a text message that said, I started a Patreon for the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is how I feel about Patreon. Uh I look at a list of what I support on Patreon, and everything on there means something to me. It's a it's a it's a way for me to connect to these things uh, on a on another level, on a deeper level, and to feel good about supporting. And you know, m- most of these things that I support are for free, like this podcast, happily, and that's part of what we love about doing it but it's um it's an interesting connection point i think and hey we're not promising anything at all you're not going to get any fancy blog posts or you know 
No special behind episodes. Behind the scenes. No special episodes. No. No Discord. No, nothing. no Discord. No, no Discord. March. But okay, this is a how Discord I feel. is just a chat room, right? I don't know what a Discord what am is, I, but I know we can't do it. What am I missing? I don't know. It's I a chat know. room. Yeah, but we're not doing that. It's a, It's AOL. <laughs> but but here's so here's what I feel about a Patreon. I agree. I want to support the things that I like, but I also. My thing about a Patreon is I have had this idea in my head that maybe we could create a little something, uh, like a little something tactile. We're a very tactile show, and I've been thinking for a long time about what we could do, what kind of little tactile thing we could create. And I'm calling it an almanac, which is the wrong word for it. So we will not be calling it an almanac very long. But um, we're going to, at the end of the year, before the holidays, we're going to send our Patreon subscribers a subscribers patrons it's a mm. we'll have Patron, to we'll, no patrons we'll, i think yeah. we'll figure that out patrons but we're gonna we're gonna sort of combine our favorite things from our notebook that we've written in the preceding 12 months and we're gonna maybe make it's a compendium is it compendium. an anthology it's not an almanac but that's what i'm calling it for now uh, <laughs> and and so i want to make a thing and uh, a tactile thing and get it to people who care and so anybody that's a subscriber at any level uh, at the end of the at, the, at the time that we're sending it, at the, hopefully the beginning of December, if all goes as planned. See, we're already promising things. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we'll we'll just send this one thing to you, and it'll be a nice thing to get at the end of the year. And uh, I want to make a thing too. So, if if yeah, you I mean, love the show and you want to throw us a buck, great. And in we exchange, have, we, we have want to make one, a thing for you. We have one tier, and it's a one dollar tier. So. <laughs> If you want to give us a dollar, that's awesome. Anything else, that's awesome. But uh, but this is not about uh, you know seventeen different support tiers where you get a uh, with one tier you get a t-shirt and another tier you get a t-shirt and a wristband and the third tier you get a t-shirt, a wristband and an almanac. Nothing like that will be happening. It's just your chance to uh, take a little step up and say, hey, we we appreciate this. Should we tell um, them about the hologram or save that for later? <laughs> the uh the john mcphee hologram oh john McPhee. He'll, he'll appear on stage with he's still alive i don't uh yeah hey he, he's that'll alive, make it that just makes not, it easier he's not willing to appear on stage with us <laughs> <laughs> yes if hey. you're a fan of john mcphee um please don't tell him <laughs> that we spoke of him like this um and also you know maybe there's a hologram in the future <laughs> um well, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm taking part in a writing workshop, starting this week. Uh, where is the writing a, workshop? A lot of the summer. It's at. It's at Imprint Houston, which is a, a literary organization, and I actually I want to read there uh, about us because I think it's interesting. Imprint is Houston's premier literary arts nonprofit organization. Our programs support and engage readers and writers of fiction, poetry, and creative nonfiction. They stage many great readings. That's one awesome thing they do. And they bring in really fantastic people, uh, really uh, heavy-duty writers. I saw Chabon one year, uh, all kinds of stuff. And they, they do a great fundraising gala that my, uh, that my family has supported for a long time. Uh, and they're associated with the uh, University of Houston Creative Writing Program, which is a a vaunted program, Donald Barthelmay was. Uh, oh, really? Sort of the the famous, uh, yeah, the famous kind of uh, the dawn of that program. But a lot of really good emerging writers and 
and um, they teach these these workshops for the general public. So I um, I signed up. You know, I, we, I've been talking about it here. Got this longer book project, but I'll probably, you know, Adam, you, you spurred me to think carefully about this, kind of how, how to approach a writing workshop with a longer project and to, I guess, kind of sh make it something shorter that would be useful in like a shorter workshop setting. So I think I'm going to look at kind of a first chapter sort of deal, like setting the voice and, and the, I don't know, the scope and the scale and having having that. Um, having that be my focal point. I'm excited for you. I am excited to hear what you have to share on the show about it. I am excited to hear about what you have to say about it when we're not recording, because I know your ambivalence about meeting people. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe that makes it sound too harsh, but like sometimes I think you really like meeting people, and sometimes you don't. So I think it's going to be I'm, great. I've, I find myself uh really interested in what who's in the class and what they are working on and getting to know the the teacher and what he is working on like i i i'm i'm feeling very open minded and it's pro i think it's still kind of the post pandemic or post lockdown or whatever you want to call it um it's fun to see people it's fun to see people. I'm excited to. It's in person. I'm sitting, going to sit in a room with people. That has, I'm, I'm thrilled about that. And I, you know, I got my MFA in writing back in the mid aughts, and um, spent a lot of time in workshops uh, talking about writing. And you know, uh, creative writing programs can they get disparaged a little bit? Um, but that experience. Uh, being in graduate school and talking about writing it was actually really pivotal for my professional life my career i mean i i went into that program not confident in my ability to communicate uh not not uh you know willing to stick my nose into difficult conversations and work through things i took on you know certain leadership roles um and just a lot of creative fun with a really great group of friends who are, who are still my friends. And and so the the workshop experience was very meaningful for me in my life. And it's it's almost, it's analogous to my baseball career. So I played baseball up through college and then it's just over. And I didn't, I didn't play or coach or do anything related to like on the field baseball for 10, 12 years until I had kids. And this feels like that, where I have this super intense, super engaged experience and then just kind of ends and it just, the field lies fallow. Uh, but this, this feels a little bit to me like stepping back in it and saying, this is a format that I love, working on creative stuff that I love. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Then I'm going to, I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to keep our listeners updated as I go along. You know, it's, it's interesting to be just kind of a Joe off the street, you know, this is not a, it's not a, there's no applicator, no admissions process. Nobody's, nobody's judging how good a writer you are before you show up. It's just kind of show up and, and, and get into it. So I think that'll be, that'll be fun too. You know, I think, and I, good times. I, I think it would be easy for me to make some sort of like cynical joke about that, that I wouldn't even mean, 
right? But I know we've both been in that Saunders book recently, the yes. Swimming Upon in the Rain. And I really actually, you know, optimistically, I think, like, even if you had somebody there who was just beginning to write, you probably, with the Saunders book in mind and with the teacher in the room, you really can um, learn about writing even from trying to figure out how you would improve a story from someone that maybe yep. has absolutely no experience doing it. So that's great. And that's, that's a good point. You. And it's almost, you know, having, having some experience and, you know, even professional experience editing people's work and, and figuring out how to talk to them in a way that's going to be helpful and not just imposing my own viewpoint. Um, that, that's a great point that I, I can bring something to their work too. Yeah. I am hoping at the it. end of this you can tell me the proper pronunciation of Donald Bartholomew's name because I never knew that. Well, all I've got is Bartholomew. Is it correct? I have no, no idea. idea. Yeah. Well, I'll have to fold that into my conversation. I'm sure if if you're a writer or, or a, a degree holder from a U of H creative writing program, you probably have been forced to speak the name of Bartholomew at least once uh, once per week in some capacity, so they must know how to pronounce it. His story is very weird and yet still satisfying. Um, yeah, yeah, like him. I need. I, I haven't been back. I haven't been back to them for a while, but yes, that is my memory. I I've written a question from to myself in my notebook. Uh, why do we make lists of things we've accomplished? And then by way by, by way of answering this question. I have a question for you, which is, should I put the Goosebumps book that I'm reading to my son, Wiley, it's called Lizard of Oz, Lizard of Oz, on my Goodreads <laughs> list of books I've read? Uh, you know, I encountered that, the, to address the second part of your question first, if I may. That's Yeah, you're supposed to, basically, we're going to answer the first question by way of digging into the second question. Okay. So you better answer that second question. It's first. a Outback Steakhouse Bloomin' Onion of a question and answer. Got it. And that's the kind um, of uh, that's the kind of advertising that our new patrons can. <laughs> it's our weekly Bloomin' Onion of a question. <laughs> uh, okay, so when I w- I went through a comic book phase. And I wanted to record what comic books I had read, but I did not want to spam my Goodreads followers nor my own book list with comic books. So I think I I added them, but then I like predated them. I think I was also thinking about my annual reading goal or whatever. Right. So I, I would predate them to like, you know, the year twenty fifteen or something. So that they would be in there but uh, not necessarily swamping my my latest you know book reading ventures. Right. Are you embar- are you embarrassed? Do you think well, someone's going to see that and think, "Well, Adam, he needed a little break." My yeah. <laughs> He's just a good reads fan. Yeah, I, 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 I spamming is a good word for it because all of those the, all of these things are about like putting something out there to other people. Right? But the feed but, but then, right, your feed, yeah, your stream. Uh, but then, 
I was thinking that actually this book, reading this book to my son while he's sick, he's been puking for two days straight, uh, could, this could be the most memorable and satisfying reading experience of my entire year. And when I make okay. that list, and I, and I don't want yeah. it on my list, and I don't think it should count, except that I kind of am fine with it. It's, it's interesting to read a, a book like that and kind of see uh, the things that the author is doing well and the things that you just don't understand, but author like that's been going for so long he probably probably knows what he's doing even the things that you can't understand the purpose of um but anyway having said that when i mean I look his at this list secretaries the the year, writes all those books right i don't know when i look at marge this list, who's been his personal assistant for 45 years she's the one writing the i was while well, i'm reading this i'm thinking well, there's got to be some new york times magazine profile or something of rl stein that i need to read after that's this I, I think there was one uh, i don't know but um but but right th- so i did think to myself like you know the the feed and the stream that i'm putting out to everyone i don't know if i want this on there i'm yeah. fine i'm not really that embarrassed about it right to do it constantly would be something yeah, but to, to well, throw true. one or two in there um is is maybe fine but actually like why wouldn't I jot this down? Because the whole point of this list, hopefully, is that I look back on it and there's something yep. that I recollect and some experience that I have about it. And then, so I just well, came to like... Soon, yeah. As soon as you said that, I thought, of course, list it because it's got this little special, this little special nook. Now, I mean, I think, you know, this... this What was the first part of your question again? Because I might be... This might be the moment when I... When I tie it all back together. Great. Why do we make lists of the things we've accomplished? Okay. Well, so so let's say the nature of a list, you know, a Goodreads list is a lot different than a list that you write down in your notebook. A Goodreads list goes into a feed. It's a stream. You got these friends, you know, got these goals. It's all these, you know, you're you're writing it down knowing it's going to be published in in you know, potentially could be published on their homepage. You have no idea. A million people could see that Adam read this R.L. Stein goose. But what was the name of it again? Lizard of Oz. Lizard of Oz. Lizard of Oz. Uh, many triggers a, a lawsuit with the L. Frank Baum uh, estate that just ends up... Um, you never know. But it, when you write it down in your notebook, you know, I think there's a, there's a sense there that it's just for you. Um, yeah. I mean, what I think of, I mean, you said, why do we list, why, why do we write lists of what we've accomplished? That's something that it, you know, in various spates I've done at work, uh, because at the end of the day, you know, when sometimes you just have that feeling of like, I didn't accomplish anything today. It feels that way. And a list is a way to counteract that feeling with kind of what feel like hard facts, like, Actually, I wrote this important email that I had been putting off for days, and now it's kicked off this new process, you know, yada, yada. I was like, that's an important thing to, like, see on a list to know that what your brain's telling you because you haven't eaten in a while is true. You know, your list counteracts that. Yep. I I was doing that during the pandemic, and um, I was using one of those, I believe they're, they right notepads? Is that the Baltimore company? Um, I think so. They created this beautiful ledger book that I think they called the Engineer's Notebook. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, and I was doing that when I really felt like I was drowning, um, and not and kind of not getting anything done, or yeah. or just doing tons of stuff, and wanted to acknowledge to myself how much I was doing. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, a list is a distillation of a lot of different uh, neuronal pathways and uh, uh, decisions and thoughts that are uh, collated and brought into one. You know, the list does what we all do, which is to impose a kind of narrative onto a relatively chaotic sequence of events or non-events. So I think it's tra- it's translating that. This yeah. reminds me. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting this, but uh, this is it strays a bit. But I read an article that uh, John Dickerson wrote for the Atlantic. I think some months. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, and that he started. Um, I wasn't planning to talk about this, so I'm gonna. I'm, I don't have the details of. The, he had interviewed someone, and that person in, encouraged him to do this routine. And he has a list of questions, a list of questions that he asks himself each night, and they are supposed to shape how he wants to spend his time. You write the list of questions yourself. You can change it however you see fit at any time. But the whole point is that you ask yourself these questions every night. He started it before the pandemic. He let it go. And then when he was drowning during the pandemic, he went back to asking himself these questions. And interestingly enough, the the person who had recommended this, who'd made him promise to do do this method before telling him what the method was i think that guy has a friend to call him every night and ask him those questions oh wow which is a wonderful little old school kind of thing that i like but um yeah the article is called the questions that will get me through the pandemic by john dickerson and ted this of course is my way of uh not asking if you will be a patron for me but if you will call me every night and ask me a predetermined <laughs> series of questions <laughs> only if you pay me five dollars every month adam sounds great um, buddy and i will fire up the hologram <laughs> let's do this again next week what do you say what do you say is one of the questions <laughs> what do you say that is a good question uh, you can find us on the internet at takenote.space. It doesn't sound like a website, but it is a website. We're on Twitter at takenotepod. And we are, of course, as you know well by now, on Patreon at patreon.com slash takenote. In the meantime, take care.